This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Public Speaking Series. This is Ronan here. Joining me as always is... Andy. Andy. We're going to talk- going, Ronan? I'm good. I'm good. Look, what I'm, are we going to talk about? I'm into it. I'm, I'm into it today. Uh, we're going to talk about tips for being a good storyteller. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Storytelling. Uh, okay. Look, straight into it. I want you to tell us a story. I want you to tell us the story of the time that your parents came to watch you uh, or see you get, receive an award. I've heard you tell this story before at school. Yes. yes. And they went there like it was an awards dinner or something and it was especially for you to receive an award and then the whole thing turned pear-shaped. Okay, so yeah, when I was at school, um, a sports award, sports uh, end of year sports uh, celebration. Cool. So there's, you know, 120 kids from the uh, sporting club and uh, parents yep. stuff. The night is fantastic. Uh, you know, you get your award, participation award for being in the sport. <laughs> you know, you finish the day. It's fantastic. Um, and, you know, when you're at school, I think I was, I don't know, you're nine or ten or something. So, like, you know, parents still sitting around and chatting to the other parents, doing what parents do. As a young whippersnapper, I'm going, this seems boring. don't want to sit around here. <laughs> what are all the other things? Mates in my team doing, let's go cause some havoc somewhere. So off we go and start uh, going out in the sports oval, playing king of footy, bowling some balls, cricket, whatever it was. It was fantastic. We're just having a good time. Sun goes down, gets dark. We don't care. We're just enjoying ourselves. Parents are obviously having fun as well. Anyway, get a bit thirsty. So I'm out there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get some water. Go back to where the main function room is. I don't care about my parents. They're having a good time. Get a glass of... Uh, Glass of water, ready to get back out. And one of the other teachers, parents who were, who were there, they're like, Andy, what are you still doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I still doing? I'm having a good time. Why would <laughs> be? I'm like, your parents left about an hour ago. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. Sorry, what? <laughs> They've, what? No, what? They've left you. Why, why were they left? <laughs> what? They're like, are you going home with someone? I'm like, uh, no. So anyway, one of their friends was still there, my parents' friends. So I get on the phone and um, mum and dad, are, we lived a little bit away from school, so the mum and dad were almost home. And um, this other parent calls them, gets them on the phone. It's like, oh, did you forget something? What did like, they say? Uh, no. <laughs> so they've come to... A function for uh, me. Got my handbag, got my wallet. We've got everything we need. We've yeah, left. they're like, oh, it's a trick question. You know, and you're like, oh, did you forget something? Where's your wallet? No, like, <laughs> no, we're all good. So it's a function for me. <laughs> They've driven off. I love it. Parent friend has gone, have you forgotten something? And they're like, no. And they're like, the, the parent was like, um, what about Andy? I forgot your son. And they're like, oh, ah. Uh. So. They don't immediately turn around and come back and get me. They go to this parent, oh, when are you coming home? Can you drop him home? <laughs> so uh, I then awkwardly sit awkwardly sit in the back of the car with this other family and get a lift home. That's fantastic. Thanks, Mum and Dad. That's good. And uh, when I heard you tell that story the first time, your parents were there and I was waiting for them to defend the situation and explain yeah. the extra information about right. why it happened. No. And there was no other story. That was it. That's exactly what happened. That was it. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you for sharing the story. Appreciate no it. Yeah. 
Now, tips for being a good storyteller. Yeah. Um, you may or may not have enjoyed that story. I did. But uh, storytelling has been transcribed like through the generations yep. back to our um, first people. They were storytellers. You yep. know, the dream time, sit around the, the campfire telling stories about um, where they came from, how they came. And that's how we um, – essentially our history and how we become who we are. So it's vital for us to become good storytellers. It's, yep. an, it's an art that needs to be developed and that sometimes people, I think, um, take for granted. But if you can tell a good story, um, you'll be able to give a good speech. Yeah, especially if your speeches need to have some length to them and you need to captivate an audience for a long period of time. Yep. Almost impossible to do that if you're not a storyteller. Yeah. Because otherwise, just blabbering on with information, and uh, people don't want boring. More and more. Yeah, people don't want more and more information. Um, they want to be drawn into something in a story, and a story can do it. A story so, can do it. What are our tips? Our tips. Um, okay, in no particular order. Number one, when telling the story, describe the scene where the story takes place. Uh, that the reason is that allows your audience to feel like they are taken to that spot. Yep. So even just before in your little example, I'm picturing a schoolyard, um, big grassed area, uh, a function room. Like I'm actually picturing those things. It wasn't necessarily relevant to the story that there was a function room and a sporting ground next to it, but it allowed me to picture it. So it took it from you just giving information yeah. and turn it into a story. So I think, you know, you don't need to spend 20 minutes at the start of a story explaining everything that's in the scene, but just enough so that someone can actually picture where this story takes place. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, for me, I'm actually seeing As you're exactly telling it. where it yeah, happened. Yep. And you're seeing perhaps something different, different yeah. but you're still capturing the essence yeah. of the story and going, oh, yeah, I understand. I can, I can actually see, you know, I'm a fly on the wall. Yeah. I can be there. Um, it's so important to be able to do that. Um, and and giving those details helps to build the the atmosphere of the story. Yeah. Have you ever heard people talk about, like, oh, I read a certain book and then when I saw the movie, I didn't like it as much as the book. Yeah. Because when you're reading the book, you're, you're picturing. Ma- yeah. yeah. But the author of the book put some time and effort into describing the scene for you than you did it in your own mind and you enjoyed picturing that. Yeah. 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 Or a character. Like, yep. oh, I didn't. That's not what he's supposed to look like. Doesn't look like that. Who cast that person? <laughs> he's got a beard. Yeah. 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 No, good. Okay, number one. Then describe the scene where the story takes place. Yep. Uh, you keep us going. Number two, talk about the feelings and emotions of the story. Yeah. So, what do we mean by that? Well, you've got to essentially when you're recapping, uh, if particularly it's your own story, how were you actually feeling? Happy, sad. Um, and try and get that essence and bring that into the the audience as well. So you want them to feel that emotion. Yeah. And I'm with that from what you the story you just told. Like I can picture you as a child left behind at a school and that sort of dismay of the situation, the, then perhaps that little bit of fear as I've left behind, but also that emotion that you described of your parents getting that phone call almost home, yeah, almost that carefree um, sort of slight disregard, like that side of the emotion too. I can, I can picture 
that so you actually know what the people in the story are feeling. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully you got the emotion before that as well, as in like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hang out with the, I want to just go have fun. Yes, yeah, you know, he's excited. The excitement you know, of kids on a, on, a, yeah. on a sporting field yeah. and parents chatting in a room. Yeah. And the emotion that goes with that, not just the scene of that goes with that. And because yeah. when you can convey that to others, it then again creates more of a picture and enables people, oh, this is what they felt at that time. Um, and, you know, sometimes you want to change the, if you're telling a story and you want to convey the perhaps, um, sadness or disappointment of the story and you could slow down, slow your tone down and just really bring people into that actual emotion, let them feel it, let them pause and, and, and essentially experience the emotion. Yeah. If there's no point in being bubbly and chirpy <laughs> the whole time, if there's an emotion that needs to be filled, yeah. filled by the audience in the story that is different to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three, include some short reenactments as you tell the story. Now, like we don't necessarily mean having to use a video, although you might choose to do yeah. so, nor do we definitely not mean like here is a skit and some actors and costumes and we're going to act something out. Not at all. Really talking about in the telling of the story, yeah. choosing moments where you reenact the phone call by putting your hand to your ear as if you're making a phone call, yeah. changing your voice like you're being a different person in the story. Just those those little bits, like moments of being fearful, like walking on tiptoes or something. Just something that where the audience sees you and they're like, ah, you're really exp expressing what's happening in the story, like with your full body because of this reenactment. Yeah, I mean, our listeners won't have seen it now, but when I was talking about being out on the sports oval, kicking the footy, I actually was like, yeah, we'll kick in the footy and yep. showing a, me actually – my foot moving and moving an invisible and football, yeah. bowling some cricket yeah. balls. And like yeah. I was showing you how I would bowl. Yeah. Um, and there little reenactments. This is, this is how I bowl. Like, yep. And it just gets, again, the audience gives them a, a clearer picture of what is going on. Yep. Becomes physical. Uh, number four, don't overload a story with information. This is a weird one because we're not saying make the story quick or short, or we're not saying, cut out all the interesting bits but we are saying if there's information in the story mm. that like facts and figures just be aware of the fact that if it's not going to be interesting for your audience um, like don't put that in there they won't be able to process what you're saying so just just don't worry about it like people talking about, oh, I was trying like it's like let's see. Well, well, it'd be like, oh, so we arrived at uh, the 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 function at uh, five p.m. and three minutes later, what happened was the waiters came out with some things. Then five minutes after that, then six minutes after that, then seven minutes after that. Way too much information. I'm like, yeah. I got no idea Facts. what time it is right now. Yeah, yeah. irrelevant. Yep. Excellent. They're not going to remember them afterwards and they're certainly um, not able to process them at the time. You're giving yeah. too much information. You're taking your audience, therefore, away from picturing the people, the place, the emotion, and the audience is bombarded by the information. So, yeah, yeah. sometimes sometimes if your point of the story needs uh, um, uh, some facts that are amazing, like outstanding facts, like um, raised yeah. a certain yeah, amount so a certain of money, ra raised or, a certain money, or climbed a certain height mountain, yeah. or something like yeah. that. That's Fantastic! Good. That yeah. that actually helps to convey the point across. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, if it's irrelevant to the point of the story, then the the facts and figures actually don't matter. Yeah. So talking about stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, number five, you tell us. Leave out parts of the story that aren't interesting. Yeah. Like even if there's something in your story that actually happened, yeah. like it is part of the the occasion that you're recalling for everybody, but it's just not interesting. Leave it out. Yeah. Because you don't want your your audience to fall asleep. Yeah. Just because you're saying something that had to happen. Yeah. Not not giving a speech per se, but have you ever been telling a story, say around the dinner table or you know w- walking with with a group of people and you're telling a story and someone jumps in and says, "No, that didn't happen next. This happened next." Yeah. You kind of like. It doesn't Correct, matter which bit happened first whatever. or second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's not interest. Like we don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah. Especially you don't need to interrupt my story yeah. to yeah. bring yeah. bring that irrelevant yeah. uh, point in about um, that's just not interesting. Now we're always going to be we're always going to be big on honesty. So you can't just cut so much out of your story that it sounds like something happened that never happened. <laughs> um, it's it's like it, it must be honest telling of a story. Um, but leave out the boring parts. Like you told us a story at the start about the sports awards night. I'm glad we didn't hear what you had for dinner that night because it, <laughs> like, it probably wasn't that important. Interesting. You would have enjoyed it. Uh, maybe, yeah, I like my food. Um, but like you were telling a story about a sports awards night. You didn't actually even tell us what award you won. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Which is fine because you left out the parts that you didn't feel needed to be included so that the audience could focus on hearing or picturing the parts that did need to be included. So that yeah. like that's got to be thought through in advance. What are the bits that are interesting and what are the bits that aren't? So in that story, and it all comes back to what is the point of using the story or what are you trying to convey? And so for that story, telling you, telling other people about that story is that my parents regularly forgot me <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to make that point. And here's, here's a story that highlights that. Yep. No, good stuff. And, uh, Okay, number six, our uh, our final tip in this category, create a sense of suspense about how the story finishes. Now, mm. and we're not saying suspense in terms of like sit on the edge of your seat and there is low tone mu- yeah, low tone music in the background like a thriller movie. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But like your audience needs to know you're telling a story, meaning I've started saying something that will have an end point. That's yeah. the difference between just giving facts and figures and and sentences in a talk and telling story. If it's not building to something, then your audience zones out. So if it's not building to something, it's not a story. It's just pieces of information that you're telling. So the audience must sit there and think like, you know, part of what you're saying is interest to me. I want to know how this, how Mm. this ends. Yeah. And uh, in uh, uh, one of the other uh, topics of this series uh, we talked about practicing yep. and you've got to practice telling your stories as well yep. um, because that will, don't just go, oh, I experienced this. I'm I'm now going to get up and tell a story. Practice telling your stories because that will help you to tell it in a way that helps to build the suspense. The first time I told that story. Um, Maybe you did tell us what was for food great. that yeah. night. Maybe you did yeah, tell us what the sports award was that things, night. Yeah, and irrelevant yeah. points yeah. and and the more you practice it, the more you tell it, the more you realize that bit's irrelevant. Yeah. I'm going to leave that bit out because yep. no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you want people to to stay engaged and stay interested in what it is you're saying. Um, and as you said, going, where's the end? What? Where, where's this leading? What actually happened? 
Did little Andy make it home? <laughs> what happened to him on that fateful night? Okay. Let's wrap it up there for that episode. Tips for being a good storyteller. We're both pretty passionate about that. So hopefully we've communicated that uh, to our audience. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, practice it, go through it. And, you know, I love the point three short reenactments. They're so critical. critical. Some Sometimes people will be like, no, I won't do that. Or get embarrassed yeah. about like actually reenacting it. But you got to get comfortable doing it as well. Yeah. And once you realize that your talk's all the better for it, yeah. Then, then storytelling won't feel awkward. It'll be the part that you look Correct. forward to in your talk is I get to tell that story because that's when I can see engagement in my audience's eyes. Yeah. yeah and once you once you've done it and and uh, get over that sort of uh, not necessarily embarrassment, but that kind of like oh, is this going to work or is this not going to work? Um, your storytelling will go from average to amazing. Good stuff. Thanks, Andy. No worries. Wrap that uh, episode up there. But plenty more to come from here. Come on. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. Listener.